that there is something magical inside of you, but you don't know how to uncover it? The Heart Sing Podcast is dedicated to just that, helping you put yourself first and figure out what lights you up. I'm your host, Addie B, aka Slayer of Namaslayer, and through my journey of losing nearly 100 pounds, uncovering the magic of my soul, and building the life of my dreams, I'm leaving no stone unturned in the process of self-discovery. And I'm here to share it all with you. So let's get started. Welcome back to the Heart Sing Podcast. I'm your host, Addie B, aka Slayer of Namaslayer. I have been reminded a lot lately that I need to update my intro to the podcast to over 100 pounds lost now. I'll get to that. But in the meantime, I'm even more excited to update it in a more spiritual manner, I think, because the deeper I get in, the easier the body part is in the weight loss. And by deeper, I mean in knowing myself and opening myself up to the wonder that was right inside of me all along. That part that just screams in me, everyone must know this. The part that's an experience, it's not even knowledge. First, I want to clear up any confusion on what yoga is because it's going to be a word we use throughout this podcast and throughout me explaining this experience. And in case there's people like me that thought for 40 years of my life that yoga was just moving my body on a mat, this is for you. And even those of you that are aware yoga is more, I hope you take away some nuggets from this. Over the past few years on my journey of self-discovery, on the weight loss, but uncovering the, my, all of the mind work and my magic inside, following my path, which led me to the Chopra Center and getting my meditation instructor certificate, where I really started to understand that yoga is so much more than a yoga studio on the mat. I will give you some insight insight on how you are a yogini or a yogi right now, because yoga by definition might not be what you think it is. And just you being here listening indicates you're on a path that starts from the inside of you to change the outside, which will take you right back into the magic spot inside your inner magic sauce, that inner light we all possess. As I've started teaching the primordial sound meditation this month, I am deep in my spiritual roots right now. And the podcast is going to move right along with that as it relates to our health and wellness. And well, it's pretty much everything and anything on our path. You are a being of light full of love. We all are. Yoga is the path to living in more of it, more light, love, joy, and bliss. Who doesn't want more of that? Before I dive in, let me assure you that this applies most definitely to weight loss and your health and is a path for everyone. You don't have to be a monk or someone dedicated to a yoga mat for hours on end to practice. And in fact, the physical posture is only one path to yoga called asana, which I'll break down for you in a bit. But while I can tell you that I've been a longtime fan of yoga, the asana yoga showing up on my mat to a class, it's not what this is about. Although that is a path there. Understanding these concepts and the paths to yoga may just be that little perception shift you need that contain that nugget of knowledge or action to take on your path. It's my goal as always to leave you these little nuggets along the way and in this episode, and I'll drop some links in the show notes for you as well. I've also been seeing a lot about nuggets this week. In fact, Mary, one of your fellow podcast listeners, posted in the free Heart Sing podcast Facebook group, 
this week how she was feeling all stressed out and overwhelmed. And then she remembered the episode I shared about the concept of Einstein time and that she's creator of the time. I am time, we like to go around saying. So she said she just had that. It just came to her, this little nugget, and the world stopped. And she felt so much better in that moment, just that release of the constraint of time, that realization, I am time. And meanwhile, I was over writing a post about, here's a little nugget for you. So anyhow, synchronicities with the nugget this week. So we're going with it. And that was a bit of a squirrel. What, what would the Heart Sing podcast episode be without some squirrels thrown in? Listen, you guys, the point is you just don't know what little nugget might be, or maybe it's several nuggets you'll pick up that might cause that perception shift, that game changer in your path. Think of these nuggets you're picking up, like the little breadcrumbs on your path to that self-discovery. I always like to say knowledge will come to you when you're ready for it, and you will be interested in it. It won't torture you. You will enjoy the process of seeking once you allow yourself outside of your current restrictions and beliefs of what you think is real or true. Start exploring you, yoginis. Pick up those nuggets on your path. And what nuggets have there been? Have you been more aware? Are you watching for synchronicities? Those synchronicities that are those messages all around you that might just be the universe saying, this way, Addie, go this way. I keep talking about how all of our paths are different. And by this, I mean the journey to self-actualization, that realization that we are so much more than we ever thought, that pure understanding of this is who I am, who I am made to be. Like that song from The Greatest Showman, this is me. I love that. That was my like anthem for a few years, I think. Still is, I guess. I just, I love that song. If you haven't heard it or seen it, check it out. So the path, of course, to this place includes meditation and breathing and yoga, asana yoga that you're all familiar with, but it also habits, plans, self-love, and so much more I'm going to illustrate through the eight limbs of yoga over the next few episodes and how they accelerated my path to creating this life of my dreams, also losing all of that weight, and finally helping others to do the same thing. And these eight limbs of yoga are attributed to the legendary ancient sage, the Maharishi Patanjali, who they don't really know who he was, but there's a lot of cool myths and stories about he was. One of them that I really liked, I I really dig all these myths and stories. So you guys are going to get a few of them probably. And one story, Lord Vishnu, the God who maintains the universe was asleep. He sleeps for thousands of years on end because as you can imagine, maintaining the universe can be exhausting. So he was asleep on Ananta, his cosmic serpent. And Lord Shiva, who is the God who comes in to dissolve things so new creations can be born, he is doing his dance of dissolution and Ananta, the snake, is there and she asks a favor of Lord Shiva and says, I'd like to be born and born into this creation as a great sage to teach the path of yoga. So Lord Shiva agrees and Ananta is reborn into the palm of Gonika, who had been praying for a child. And she names the child Patanjali, meaning pot descended from heaven and Anjali, the word for her praying posture. So there you go. This is one of the myths surrounding Patanjali. Of course, we assume he is more in physical human form, but who's to say, right? 
I love the myths. So regardless, we now have the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali in which he elaborates on each of the eight branches of yoga, which helps shift our inner reference point from restriction to the infinite. You move from being contained to containing everything. Before we get into the nitty gritty details of all of this and how the heck we apply this wisdom from thousands of years ago to now and something that can seem not spiritual, like weight loss, let's peel back these layers of yoga so we can get into that a bit. Yoga is an art and science of healthy living. The word yoga comes from the Sanskrit word yuj, meaning to join or to yoke or to unite. So yoga is the union of body, mind, and spirit. Deepak and David Simon share with us in their book, The Seven Spiritual Laws of Yoga, the following. In yoga, in union with your spirit, your desires and the desires of nature are one. As you participate in the process of creativity along with the infinite being, your worries fall away and you feel a sense of lightheartedness and joy. You guys, I can't tell you how spot on that's been for me. The creativity of it. I just love that word. Then they go on to say, there is spontaneous blossoming of intuition, insight, imagination, creativity, meaning, and purpose. You make correct choice that benefits not only you, but also everyone else affected by your choices. This has 100% been my experience on this journey and this path. And as Jesus Christ says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. In this, he's expressing the core principle of yoga. His intelligence is aligned with the cosmic intelligence, his will, divine will. Now, because I said Jesus and talked about a lot of gods and things like that, I want to clarify that yoga is not a religion. You can practice any religion and still be a yogini. In fact, ask yourself this just because, you know, I like some squirrels. Did Jesus, Buddha, any of these guys come here to start a religion? Do you think Jesus was like, I'm going to live in my likeness on earth so that humans can create Christianity and cause a divide with other people or other religions could say the same thing, right? Not just Christianity. I mm, severely doubt it, right? I quite think all these religions are tied with the common thread of our leaders and gods trying to show us a path to the inner light and that path to be seen in the path of yoga, this union. I think they came here to be an example, show us how to live. And we made religions out of it. And there's much to be learned from the examples in religions and from the stories. But remember that the path is inside of us. That's the spiritual path. The religion, that's an external practice that you know, some in some instances, instances can help guide us, but they are separate. And you can be spiritual and religious, and you can be religious and not spiritual. <laughs> okay, off that squirrel, back to yoga. You might be like I was and saying, but how is doing yoga help me do all of that, get to this union self business? I mean, I would go to yoga class because I think I would catch a glimpse of it, but I really didn't know or understand what was happening. I just knew I felt so good when I was done. It wasn't just the stretching out in the poses. It was that feeling that was there. And in Shavasana, I would melt into myself. 
In fact, this is how meditation even made it on my everyday adventure list when I started my journey, which, as you all know, is the game changer of my life so far anyway, and um, many other lives, I might add. I figured it had something to do with that, that all elusive thing called meditation. So I put it on this bucket list. And, you know, back then in like 2011, when I had first started practicing yoga, it was you know, it wasn't as common to walk around talking about mindfulness and souls and meditation. It was a little more woo. It's becoming a lot less woo now, if we can agree on that. Like every grocery store stand I'm in, it's all I see is like mindfulness, meditation. It's just part of our evolution and it's coming for us. I remember in 2011 and for this period of time in my life, I lived in downtown Honolulu and I loved it so much. I would walk to my yoga classes and some of them would be packed mat to mat all the way to the walls, warm and sweaty, but like full of love and energy. I especially found myself drawn to classes that had chanting and aromatherapy of some sort, which was interesting because scents normally bother me, but not in that environment. And don't get me wrong, I am far from a professional on my yoga mat. And that is such a tiny part of what I'm going to share with you today. But I wanted to mention it because it was one of my nuggets. Because of that feeling I would get in those classes that I dared to venture out in and be the big girl in the yoga mat next to all the tiny Lululemon clad size two, because of that bravado and the badassery, I had a nugget of, hey, maybe I should try this meditation. That little nugget was in there, which changed the entire trajectory of my life and got me in some size 10 Lulus, I'll just say. Now, don't fret. You don't have to get in yoga pants or a mat or go to a studio or do a video or do any physical yoga at all if you don't want to. You can still be on the path. This process just requires you to open your heart and mind and be curious. Are you curious? Ask yourself, do you want to find that magic inside or more of it? Are you ready? Back in January, probably sitting in said yoga pants, as I do, I was putting some material together to study for my instructor exam at the Chopra Center so I could give this amazing gift to all of you, to anyone that will learn meditation. I am teaching it to you. Um, or I'm going to inspire you to go figure it out. <laughs> and as I was typing out about the eight limbs of yoga, I realized it's exactly what I've been creating at Namaslayer. Of course it was. I can see it so clearly now. I could see all the nuggets line up. I could even see those paths that were blocked that I thought I should go down and the resistance was too great. And I didn't end up going because there was no flow. There was no union, no yoga in it. And I've, I've been on a mission to seek more of that. I want to be in the flow. And writing the book I talked about in the past episode uh, was one of those paths that was blocked last year. And it's now it's back on my radar and all those doors are opening, but it was blocked. And you know what that block last year did? It kept me in my spiritual studies and it started this podcast, but you know, it also, I was on the road and being remote. The internet service was spotty. Moving wasn't easy. I couldn't get online as much. I was learning how to just enjoy being for the first time in a long time, probably ever. 
And while I was building Namaslayer and the foundation and the runway, I had this idea of how I was going to execute once I left my job and took off on this entrepreneur adventure. And my path got blocked by COVID, but it led me to the Chopra Center. So this is the tricky part, you guys, to have this vision and allow the universe to bring you what is needed to be aware. I share all of this about my business, not so much because I want you to join and sign up and all of that, which of course I do. You must meditate and have some fun and find some joy and get me first and all of that. But I share it with you because I want you to see how I am working to create it and what is going on in my mind, just like I shared my weight loss journey. They're the same principles we apply to both. And when I decided to leave corporate America last year, my plan was to travel the country and do workshops and light up all the women on my path. Well, hello, pandemic, right? (laughs) Couldn't have been a bigger obstacle than that to that game plan. And yes, I could do it online, but I was in an RV. And let's just say one of the biggest lessons I've had being on the road was internet service capabilities. And let's just say I'm not quite equipped to have successful Zoom meetings unless I'm hardwired in somewhere. And you guys all know sometimes that can be sketchy too. TMI probably, but I just want you to see all these little potential obstacles guided my path and I made different decisions trusting that it was all working out for the better good and for what the universe knew I desired so I could help even more people. Well, the universe really wanted me to get deeper in with my meditation and all of these blocks last year led me to the Chopra Center where I deepened my spiritual practice. It set me up to be living remotely, traveling this beautiful, amazing country in my RV that I made look as much like my vision board as I could in a mini version. And it set me up to become. It was not easy, you guys. Every morning I wake up with doubt and fear until I get through my asana yoga practice and meditation and magic pages and me first guide. It's an inner battle. And I didn't start with all of those things, right? That was gradual. But as I do these things, I manage my body, heart, mind, and I rise and radiate. And when I don't, I'm a bit less radiant. And that helps me keep those habits when you start to realize that. As I started to live with more love for others, but also learning to love myself more and put myself first so I could love even more, then my life started to change completely. And the pounds dropped off. The world started to open to me in a way it had never before. I started to help others do the same. And now I'm building this business that can be modeled after the eight limbs of yoga that Patanjali outlined for us thousands of years ago. I was in a ball of just amazed gratitude tears when I saw all these pieces click into place. I actually ran to my org chart I have in this like diagram thing, my future dream, like all mapped out of what I'm creating. And I added in the eight limbs where they apply to each section. And it was just, I just knew. And everything I'm building has come through me trying to serve more. Each time I level up, how can I serve? And I changed to that question last year on the mat and just asked, show me how to help more women, women that are seeking just like I was to better health, but also something more. The answer to those big questions, who am I? What is my purpose? Or how about (laughs) the kids are almost gone and I have time for me. What do I do with it? What is it? Is this it? But how to help? 
how to guide. I knew the path was so different for each. And I also knew that it had not yet formed in what it was for me as I was going through this process. And as I continue to grow, I'll probably always grow through it. But how could I lay this foundation? And I tested so many things, you guys. I've been, I was running my online group for a couple of years and there's times I wanted to just give up or felt like I failed somebody. And in fact, people told me I have failed them. And I just hold on tight to being as authentic as I can be and listening to that voice inside, because we are built to want to seek and grow. And if we do not answer this call, we will inevitably find ourselves in a ball of misery or buffing the living daylights out of it. Like I was in 2017 before I found meditation. And I have zero desire to return to that ball. I wasn't listening. I think of it now like my soul was in there banging on the walls. Wake up, Addie. It's time. Enough of this. Go here. Instead, though, she was just a voice that said, get up. It's not over. Keep seeking. And thank goodness I did. And I started to find a path. So as I'm trying to help others before they hopefully end up in that ball of misery, sometimes they're in it. I couldn't figure out what the right method was. And of course, there's no right method. There's no right or wrong or how to, or this is how you get from here to there. Because as I said, all these paths are different, but they all lead back to the same source. And it's up to us to choose to be on the path of a being a seeker. And I'm going to spend a few weeks on this podcast sharing this path with you. I'm going to wrap up today by sharing the eight limbs of yoga in a bit how they were ahas for me and what I'm building. But we're going to really dive in them more in episodes after. This subject has so much potential for depth and a ton of nuggets for you. So I'm going to spread this out. And this week, I want to leave you with a path somewhat to see in your mind. Know that generally, they're layered paths, but anyone can enter at any path. And that's why it was so tricky. I saw women entering my group in all different directions, but still drawn to the same thing that I was seeking because we were, we are all seeking the same thing. And so while I didn't have the bandwidth to individually help each person, I knew that it was possible that we could have like a a system or a structure or get the basics in place to make this possible through our weight loss quest. And I've been very mindful of this big picture of what I believe I'm here to do. And it's simply to help lead those to this path that involves meditation, but also to help reach our highest paths as a sister by your side, someone who is in it with you transparently, and who also thought that we would a bit woo and debunked all religious religious matters as well, right? I, and any of anything to do with that. And I stuffed my face to not feel and drank all the booze and didn't listen to that voice. And it took years of like testing and tweaking the path. I'm still laying brick by brick at Namaslayer. I'm so confident where it's going. But again, the how might just end up a little bit differently than I think right now. But that's for the universe to decide. I just keep building the vision and listen to that inner knowing inside. So now about those eight limbs of yoga that by now you are just tantalizing, sitting there drooling like Slayer, give me the eight limbs of yoga already. (laughs) 
And while it's said you can enter the path from any angle, in addition to a traditional like tree you might see displayed when you would, if you were to Google the eight limbs of yoga, I also like the vision of the picture of circles with the outer circles, you know, bigger leading to the smaller circle in the middle of these eight circles and the outer ones leading into the center yourself, your inner light, that focus of oneness. And I'm not going to in detail with each one this episode, but it'll come in the next weeks in small practical tips and actions you can take to start working on your limbs. On your limbs, that sounds funny. On your path to the inner I am. So get ready to rock your concept of yoga and jump on the yogic path with me, everybody. Remember, it's not a religion. It's a way inside of ourselves. So keep practicing whatever you do religiously or don't do. That's totally fine. We're just taking a dive inside here, inside yourself. And listen, why not? What have you got to lose? So here are the paths with a quick breakdown, and then we'll dive in this entire month of May. So bring on meditation May, baby. Now picture the most outer realm of your eight circles, this outermost circle, and notice it's the largest in circumference, right? That's where the first limb is called the yamas. So yama most commonly translates as the rules of social behavior. Now, if you're rebel like me, you don't like anything that has the word rule in it. So we'll just say guidelines for engaging with others. And these are practicing nonviolence, speaking truthfully, exercising appropriate sexual control. Yeah, I know. (laughs) But listen, Deepak clears that up and tells us there's two paths of this. One where you abstain, therefore nuns and monks, but the other path of the householder in where we're discerning with our sexual appetite. But no more on that topic next week. And that's going to be a fun one. (laughs) So maybe don't have all the kids on for that one next week. I'm just saying, heads up on that. Being honest is another and being generous. And are you already thinking, oh my gosh, I'm a yogini. You probably should be, right? I'm sure you practice these in various levels right now. The second limb is called niyama. And this is where we take it in a layer. So now we apply these law, these rules of behavior to our personal selves. And this is where it encourages purity, contentment, discipline, spiritual exploration, surrender to the divine. I know what you might be thinking, wow, this sounds a little too goody two-shoe slayer. Or maybe not, but that's probably what I was thinking clearly because I wrote that. But wait until we dive in because these two limbs are what I realized I've been most actively building tools and a process to help with. And I had no idea. And I can assure you, I am no goody two-shoes. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but my inner rebel just raises her haunches at that. Even us choosing to make better food choices, speaking to ourselves with love and kindness, making a plan and showing up for it, asking the big questions and seeking joy. These are all ways we affect the energy that is created in these first two limbs. And as we bring it into today's world and apply it in our everyday living, for example, working on our habit stacks, this is a form of discipline. Get curious and start asking, who am I really? What is this that I can, I can see my thoughts? This is spiritual exploration and more on that in an upcoming episode, but you can see right now how you work these limbs each and every day. They don't require anything but the awareness you're cultivating 
in about yourself and you're working on it right now. How amazing is that? Now, the third branch is asana, and this is what the one we all relate to yoga. This means seat or position. And this at a deeper level means mind-body integration. So performing action in life with awareness, that is our asana practice. So of course, we can do yoga, asana yoga as a workout for fitness. But no matter your fitness level, there is an asana practice out there that can help connect your mind and body at this level. It can be as simple as one pose. So we're going to talk about that again and later coming up in these next episodes. Fourth branch is prana, pranayama. And prana is life force that energy in us, right? Like, so you know, if someone's in a morgue, <laughs> yeah. not to get totally morbid here, but you know, when they cut open the body and they're like, where's Addie? Hello, she's not, is she in there? Like, no, that essence of who I am isn't in that body on the morgue table. They've even weighed dead bodies before and after the essence of life, the life force was gone and there's no weight difference. So what is that thing? So pranayama means mastering the life force through your breath and mind. And when your mind is centered and quiet, so is your breath. And when it's turbulent, so is your breath. I'll notice this in uh, meditation. My breath slows so much. Sometimes I almost feel like, am I breathing? (laughs) But don't worry. Don't let that ever stop you from meditating because your body will take care of the breathing on its own. But it's amazing how when you get still, your breath will still. They're they're so connected. And then we have pratyahara. And this is directing the sensors inward. So we're more of aware of them. And so this is the fifth branch and also has to do with the five senses. So if you listen to any of my podcasts already, you know how I am about mastering these five senses and the habit. And I'm particularly found fond of the chariot story from the Pinashads that talks about our five senses being like the horses out running the chariot that are guiding us on this path. And if we don't have a control of these five senses out there, it could be a wild ride we don't want to be on in the end, and that might not serve us. We do a lot of this work as we're working on fueling our bodies better. As we withdraw from the world a bit, we tune into these senses more. I've seen this most recently with fasting, which I love, by the way. I just finished another 42-hour fast, and I feel so amazing. It cleanses me and I'm so much more focused. When I do it, I I I also see that I'm starting to remove my attachment to food. It's just a miracle, but more on that upcoming. We'll dive into that a little bit too. Innermost layers now. These are the final three like innermost known as samyama. And the sixth branch is dharana, where we choose to focus and learn how. This is the mastery of attention and intention. This is a law that whatever we place our attention on grows. And so like attracts like, right? We consciously create whatever we want once we start to activate this attention intention. And this can also be how we start to focus our minds to enter the seventh branch of yoga, the dhyana. And this is where we master the ability to focus and develop this witnessing awareness that we understand 
we're in this world, but not of this world where the thinker, we can see our thoughts at this point. And the most direct way here is through meditation, where we learn to observe thoughts, feelings, sensations that arise without needing to react to them. And how powerful is this skill when you're looking to make healthier choices? Am I right? I can't wait to dive into this more with you guys. And finally, but last but not least, for sure, the Mac Daddy of them all, Samadhi. Your consciousness becomes your focus. This is where we're at that state of unbounded awareness, where we are one in our essential nature. It's who we are at the core. It's the understanding of this, and we are truly free as we connect to this inner light of awareness. And the side effect of all these limbs, you guys, and the side effects of all of these limbs, you guys, a healthier body, a more joyous, love-filled life and freedom of self. Let me sum it up with this. Heart sing, my friends. Pure heart sing. Tune in for more hows and what we can do now on these paths. In today's world, with all the apparent crazy going on, how can you get to that inner light? It might feel impossible at times, but I promise you it's not. This is available and accessible to us all. All we have to do is seek, become a seeker, And in fact, if you were to pick one impossible goal, like we discussed last week, let it be to find your inner light, to become a seeker. Why not seek more joy? What would it look like if you knew Heartsing was there, that freedom was there? Would you try everything? I hope you're as excited as I am for Meditation May. Make sure to hop in the free HeartSing podcast group on Facebook. I will be live all this month of May on Friday mornings at 8 a.m. Pacific time. And for you time zone challenged people, this is 10 a.m. Central and 11 a.m. Eastern. We will discuss the episode from the week before. And if you already listened to the current week, we can chat about that too. If you can't catch me live, replays are always there. Also, so many of you have joined my email list and I want you to know that the universe has been smacking me upside the head lately with this one because I've been bombing doing emails and I love to do them, but I took a break and I'm about to get back at it. And because I also have my trusty young Jedi to help with some other items. So head over to namaslayer.com so you can stay in the know. And I'm going to start teaching meditation outside my private group soon. So if you want on that list for those free intro talks, go to the meditation page over there and I'll, I'll drop some links below. Men, I will be teaching you as well. So don't be shy. I know there's a lot of you listening. And while my group, my private membership group is for women only at this point, the meditation in that group that will evolve out of that is going to be a support for all. And spouses, this is amazing to do together to learn meditation. There's nothing quite like meditation energy and doing it together can really be something that can be a great addition to your relationship. So more on all of that soon. I am beyond excited to share some of these tools with you that I've helped on my journey and be able to help you all meditate. 
Oh my gosh, you know my heart is singing with that. And I hope you already started and that you have a meditation practice or you started and downloaded an app. Start simple. But I hope to see you soon in the Heart Sing podcast group. And next week, we will dive into some practical aspects of your new yogini status on the first limb or two. And I can't wait to see you. Until next week, my witches and bitches. Slayer out.